welcoming him. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord, your presence, God, your presence,
maybe in our cars or wherever we just let out like whatever's inside we let it out however that may look sometimes it's just I sing it the loud as the I sing it the the top of my lungs just and I praise him sometimes I shout sometimes I sing sometimes Karen whistles you know that's awesome whatever just send up a praise to the Lord bless the Lord oh my soul like never before I want to praise him there, you know it does me good to, to sing at the top of my lungs and just to pour it out just pour everything out you know I mean I got it I've had a rough couple of weeks and today's done me good it's really done me it's done me good to be with, with all you and just lifting up praise and worship but then there's that time alone too that you know the interacting with you and the Lord it has to be there has to be there in your, in your alone time. And I mean, I love it doing it in the car when I'm alone. <laughs> Quite a while back, I was on my way home and, uh, and I was just having a hallelujah time with the Lord. And I was singing and I was shouting. And it come time to, I mean, I was home. I just kept driving. I drove right on by the house and I'm just praying. I'm not done yet. So I'm just praising, I'm praising, I'm praising. I get back to the house. And I'm like, I hope Justine doesn't see me pull in from that direction. She'll be wondering where I've been. But there's times you just have to praise until you're done, right? So it's great to worship with you guys and uh, great seeing everybody this morning. Hello, my brothers here today. Uh, Drew and Courtney, they're back from their honeymoon. Congratulations to you guys. Yeah. Announce Nate's baby one of these days, Royce, when I see him. So, hey, greet some of you, some around you, and uh, tell them good morning. Well, good morning, everyone. Last song had me in a mess. It's been quite the week for me. How about you? Great week. Hallelujah. That makes one of us. Uh, (laughs) It's been quite the week for me. Um, We had our 4th of July celebration last weekend, so Monday, uh, or was it Tuesday? Ah, they all go together now. Uh, Tuesday, I did some sermon prep that day because I was taking our basketball team down to Dexter, Missouri on Thursday. We played in a tournament Thursday and Friday. We came back yesterday, stopped at Lambert's and Sykeston to eat. It's like, it's what you got to do, right? When you go that direction. Uh, <clears throat> but I got, got done with my sermon on Tuesday morning. I thought, wow, that's great. I got the rest of the week to relax a little bit, right? And then uh, every morning I've been going out for a walk. I've been too, too lazy to run lately. So I walk, and uh, I was walking outside of our hotel in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Beautiful town. I've never been there before. Anybody else ever been there? Yeah. Yeah. 
I took a picture of like this hill by the hospital where they had dug and, and they were making room for more buildings because the dirt was really, really red. It, and then there was the sunrise. It was really pretty. Uh, <laughs> and then I realized, hey, I'm walking out here in the middle of nowhere in a town I've never been to and somebody could come right along here, kill me, throw me in the bushes and nobody would find me for three days. But hey, look, there's the hospital, so I can crawl over there if need be. But anyways, I was out on my walk on one of the mornings and uh, started thinking about today. Started thinking about the sermon. And even deep down on Tuesday when I got done with these notes, I thought, this ain't it. And unfortunately, I had to drive a little bus back for three hours, uh, back to Wayne City before I could finally sit down with my notes and start changing things. And uh, so about 10 o'clock last night, started writing down scriptures that were coming to my mind that spoke to me a lot more than the ones I had down. And I know you can't see it, but there's a lot of X's on these notes. It might be a very short sermon today. Uh, And then in the midst of that, last night I got the news that um, a dear friend of mine in Harrisburg, Illinois, Went home to be with the Lord. 78 years old. He preached until his dying breath. And he was such an encouragement to me. I was texting with a couple people this morning about him. I said, what better way to honor him than to preach the word of God by the leading of the Holy Spirit? He was a wild guy. He'd wear cowboy boots and jump across pews. (laughs) This is what my wife said this morning. He was one of the most humble men. So humble. I'm saddened. But I'm excited for heaven to finally get him. (laughs) And he's there. Singing and worshiping God face to face. I am confident of that. Oh, all right. Let's get into this before I get too emotional. If you got your Bible, you can turn it to Numbers chapter 27. We're going to be all over this morning. But we're going to start out in Numbers chapter 27. In the book of Numbers, there... If you uh, think a little bit, there's a lot of numbers. Um, Moses records a lot of things, but Numbers is actually one of my favorite books because a place or two here or there, there's some action that happens. There's things that are said that if, if you look at it and you really study it, it'll catch your attention. And um, I read through the Bible once a year, every book, even Leviticus. I don't skip over that one like some people do. Uh, I grind through it. Uh, <laughs> but this last time that I read Numbers chapter 27, this verse really caught my attention. And it struck me deeply. I had never seen these verses before. And so in verse 18, we're going to read to verse 20. This is out of the NLT. The Lord replied, take Joshua, son of Nun, who has the spirit in him and lay your hands on him. 
present him to Eleazar the priest before the whole community and publicly commission him to lead the people. Transfer some of your authority to him so the whole community of Israel will obey him. God's talking to Moses right here. And, and if you remember a couple weeks ago, we looked at how uh, Joshua had encountered the son of God before his conquering of Jericho. We looked at how he had conquered the, the father God with spending time in the presence, the manifested presence of God. Here today we see Joshua has the Holy Spirit in him. Verse 18, he has the Spirit in him. And God is telling Moses, this is the guy that's going to take over for you when you die to lead Israel. And he has the Spirit of God in him. Now what's so big about that? Well, the word in, if you're an English guy like me, is what we call a preposition. And that means nothing to the common man. But if you read throughout the rest of the Old Testament, the Spirit of God does not go into people. It is a, upon people for temporary time, very short time. And then that anointing leaves. But Moses describes Joshua in this verse as hang, having the Spirit of God in him. The other times in the Bible where it mentions this is the New Testament. When it talks about the disciples receiving the Holy Spirit in the upper room in the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit was in Joshua because there was a purpose and a plan for his life to take the promised land back for Israel. And he needed something bigger than himself to take care of it. He needed the Spirit of God, the most powerful force in the universe. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit and how you speak to us by your Holy Spirit. Help us today to greater understand... Amen. Later on in Deuteronomy 34, verse 9, Moses describes Joshua again. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, the Holy Spirit. For Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him, doing just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Again, he has the Holy Spirit in him. Here's the thing about the Holy Spirit. We've covered God the Father, we've covered God the Son, now we're covering the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who does the work of God. From the beginning of time, till now, until forever, the Holy Spirit is the one who does the work of God. Genesis 1, verse 2, describes the earth before it was formed and that the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And then verse 3, God starts speaking some of creation into motion. And who accomplishes that? The Spirit of God. In Joshua's time, he's getting ready to take over the promised land. There's a promise that God made to Abraham that his descendants would have that land. And who accomplishes that? The Holy Spirit through Joshua. But you see, over time, sin had crept into our world. <coughs> Sorry. 
and had separated us from God. And God's plan was for him to have a people who would be led by his spirit. And that plan could not come to fruition until Jesus came and died on the cross. And when he did that, the penalty was paid for our sin so that all who call upon his name and ask for forgiveness and repent and follow after him can have the Holy Spirit leading and guiding them and doing powerful things just like Joshua did, just like all the people we read about in the Bible. That's the Holy Spirit. All my life, I've heard people say, preachers preach, and then at the end they say, if you want Jesus to come live in your heart, listen, Jesus was a man. And there's nowhere in Scripture that Jesus said, I will come and reside in your heart. Some of you may think I'm just preaching heresy. Because you've heard it all your life too. Last night I looked at my wife, I said, is Jesus living in your heart? She said, yes. I said, no, we don't. And she thought about it and she goes, you're right, the Holy Spirit does. I said, exactly. John chapter 14, I don't know if I'm out of order here, but I'm just going. John 14, verse 16. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. Helper is capitalized. That means the Holy Spirit. Because he helps. You need somebody to help you. No matter what you're doing. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. That he may be with you forever. Verse 17. That is the spirit of truth. Oh man. The spirit of truth. Aren't you tired of getting lied to all the time by everything around us? That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. Jesus said that about the Holy Spirit, that he would be in you. He didn't say, I will be in you. He said the Holy Spirit. Here's why. Look at how powerful the Holy Spirit was through Joshua, how much he accomplished. Look at that. That's amazing when you read about it, right? It's just awesome. The Holy Spirit did awesome things through Jesus when he was a man. John the Baptist baptizes him. He comes out of the water. What happens? Dove comes down out of the sky. The Holy Spirit comes down like a dove upon him. And after that, he goes about preaching and teaching, calling people out, goes to the cross, rises again. That's what God did through one man. But if Jesus didn't leave and go back to heaven, then the Holy Spirit couldn't be with us. So that he could accomplish through many people a church. Oh man, come on. (laughs) Romans 8, 11. 
The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. You have the Holy Spirit living in you. And he's not done until you take your last breath. Hmm. Think about my friend. (laughs) Never stopped going to the hospital visiting people. Never stopped praying for people. Never gave up hope on anybody who was unsaved until his last breath. That's the way we all should be. Oh, man. (laughs) Come on. Doesn't the Holy Spirit want to do something today? In all of us. He's got plans for each of us. And what we need to do is simply put our faith in him. Here's the power of a spirit-led life, just like Joshua and just like Jesus and just like all the people you read about in the Bible. They had faith and they acted on it. My grandpa loves to tell the story about one Sunday morning, how he was preparing for a sermon, just praying and, and finishing up and He's reading about the Old Testament prophets who God would send his spirit upon. How they heard from God and then they would write down his words, his message for the people. He said, God, why don't you do that today? And the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, I do, but people aren't listening. I was thinking about that on... One of my walks in Poplar Bluff, Missouri on a little road called Russell Road by, right by the Holiday Inn where I was staying and slept terrible. <laughs> At least the second night. I slept great last night on my own bed by my wife again. <laughs> you ever notice that when your spouse like leaves for a couple of days you don't, you may be on your own bed, you don't even sleep very well because you're just used to that person. But I was thinking about that, how God speaks, but nobody will listen. In the church, we may listen, but we don't act. If you have kids, you're going to relate with me. Our youngest son, Royce, is different from the first two. And he'll be sitting, playing with his toys. I'll say, all right, Royce, time to put up the toy. We got to go. And he'll just continue playing with his toy. And I know he can hear me. (laughs) And it bothers me. You see, I wasn't raised in a household where my parents counted. On the LaDonna Talbert scale of you've got five seconds, that meant you have .5. (laughs) And she didn't let you know when that .5 was going to happen. Delayed obedience is disobedience. And if God tells you to do something, do it right then and there. Because it's really frustrating when you tell your kids to do something and they don't do it. Also, we have enough kids in the room. When your parents tell you to do something, you should do it. 
this is the worst thing you can say. I'll get to it later. All right. Guess the parents don't have a problem with that. Just hoping for an amen there. <laughs> You're okay with procrastinators in your household. That's all right. But typically, when I tell my kids to do something, I want them to do it right then and there. I'll get to it later. No, you won't. You'll forget about it. <clears throat> There's only so many times that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and you don't do it that he'll stop speaking to you because really you're not listening. Hmm. Hmm. That was for somebody. Hmm. This is really dangerous without notes because I have no idea what's going to fly out of my mouth. The Holy Spirit's speaking. Let's listen and let's take steps of faith to do what he tells us to do. James chapter 2, verse 26. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. It means you got to act, you got to do something. Too much stuff. Your relationship with God will suffer if you don't obey. He's looking just for a few people who will step out in faith. You know what the opposite of faith is? Fear. You're afraid. A life without the leading of the Spirit is dead because it is full of fear. I'm sick of people who are afraid. One of my players at the tournament, he's a young player. We were, we were beating this team pretty bad. I put in the end of the bench, guys. He gets the ball with nobody between him and the basket. And he passed it right back out. Now, if you watch me play back in the day, <clears throat> sorry, if you watch me play in the back of the day, that ball wasn't coming back out. I was going to shoot it. So I can't understand that mindset. So he comes over after the game. I said, what are you doing? I know we're winning by a lot, but you shoot the ball. He goes, I didn't want to get blocked. This is a good teaching moment. I put my hand on his shoulder. I said, don't you ever be afraid of getting blocked. You you shoot that ball. You can't score unless you shoot. You can't see God move unless you step out in faith. And if you just stand there in fear, you're not going to do anything. I'd rather have people make mistakes than do nothing at all. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to follow God's voice and you're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. And guess what? You're going to learn from it so that you don't make the same mistake later. The other morning I was on my walk again, but this was at home. So I was in Wayne City and I'm walking down the street, come to an intersection. Sometimes I go that way, sometimes I go this way. Felt kind of lazy, wanted to go the short way. But man, I felt in my spirit, and this is going to sound weird, that the Holy Spirit said, go the long way. And I did. And nothing special happened. (laughs) 
except this, that God knows he can trust me to obey his voice. I don't have to know the reason. I don't have to know. I just know that he has my best interest at heart. And when I listen to his voice and I obey, I'm under his protection and his provision and his favor rest upon me. You never know. He could have been keeping me away from getting hit by a truck or something. Who knows? We don't know, really. But he's looking for somebody who'll just listen and obey. Listen and obey. Hear his voice. Get used to his voice. Galatians 5.25, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives, even if you're out on a walk. Listen to his voice and obey. You see, he's looking for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up and listen to his voice. And if we all do it, we have the same Holy Spirit. There's only one. We have the same Holy Spirit who speaks to us all. And he's going to speak to us the things that we need to do. And if we all do them, there will be such a great momentum in the church that not even an avalanche could compare to it. God is wanting to do something today in our world. And the church of Jesus Christ is the answer. You see, we have problems in our country. But as one uh, article I read this week said, you can't fix spiritual problems with political solutions. The solution is Jesus Christ. The solution is his Holy Spirit. The solution is his church on earth speaking to people about him and being his witnesses throughout the entire earth. That is the solution. I'm going to end with this story. I know I haven't preached long. I don't know if I preached long. I lose track of time up here, to be honest. I won't get to the point. Because I think you, you've gotten the point by now. And to berate you longer would be an insult to your intelligence. I'm going to tell you this story and then we're going to go into altar time. The Holy Spirit is going to do some amazing things today. Okay. When I was taking uh, classes to be a minister, there was one class, I don't remember the name of the class or what it was about, but this guy, his name was Doug Banks and he was the one teaching it. He's a pastor in Chicago. But before that, he was a pastor in Mexico City. He thought that was too safe, so he moved to Chicago. During his time in Mexico City, he prepared a sermon. And that Sunday came around and he preached the sermon on the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Oddly enough, in Mexico City, there was a Korean guy there. And he came to the altar weeping and crying, and they prayed for this man. God was dealing with his life. He was a doctor who had moved from Korea to Mexico. It was the first time at the church, and he's up at the altar just allowing God to, to work on him. He, had, he accepted Christ. The Holy Spirit came upon him. It was an amazing day for this man. So Pastor Doug took him 
to lunch afterwards to find out what had gone on. He said, brother, the Holy Spirit ministered to you today. What happened? He said, I'm a doctor. Wasn't a Christian. And I was happy in my career, happy in, in, you know, helping people out. But he said, all of a sudden I had depression come upon me. And it was noticeable at work. And one of, one of the nurses that worked with me recommended that I go to this witch doctor to get fixed up in my mind. So in Mexico City, this Korean guy goes to a witch doctor. And he walks into this place where this little witch doctor lady has her little shop. She says, take off your shirt. So he stands there without his shirt on, just like this. And she has pictures all around of of famous people in history. And she points to some famous leader in history and she'd say, you see him? I'm going to put his spirit in you. And she'd do her little incantation. Of course, he's Korean, Asian guy, very stoic. And he's like, nothing's happening. Oddly enough, one of the pictures was a picture of Jesus in this witch doctor's place. And it caught his attention. He goes, I want that guy's spirit. And she goes, no, 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 no. Too powerful. He said, Pastor Doug, I'm a Korean. I want the best. He said, I put my shirt on and I left. If I couldn't have the most powerful one, I didn't want any spirit upon me. So his wife gets invited to Pastor Doug's church. On the first Sunday he's there, what does Pastor Doug preach on? The spirit of Jesus the most powerful spirit there is. And he let God minister to him at the altar. And he experienced the Holy Spirit for the first time. That's the Holy Spirit that we believe in. Amen? The most powerful spirit on earth. One that makes the demons tremble. One that says, oh devil, you don't have long. (laughs) Come on, man. Come on, brothers and sisters. It's exciting to think about what God's going to do through us. Think about it. The God of the universe put his Holy Spirit. The the Bible says the, the heavens cannot contain him. And he wants to live right here inside of us. He thinks you're that special. He loves you that much. Mm, Aren't you glad you came to church today? I am. Mm. (laughs) Worship team, come on back up. We got to go into altar time. It's time. It's time. We got to move. When the Holy Spirit says move, you got to move. Yes, sir. In a little bit, in a little bit. Let's do, let's do altar time real quick, okay? We're going to go into altar time. Then Bear's going to give a little testimony right after. If you need healing, the Holy Spirit can heal you. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ in your heart, the Holy Spirit's drawing you right now. Whoa, what just happened? Back on. If you have heard from the Holy Spirit and you've struggled with obeying him, you need to be anointed so that you can obey him and step out in faith. If you just want more of God, 
we want to pray for you with that as well. So if you would stand to your feet, we're going to go into altar time. Man, I'm so excited to pray for people. Mmm. I can almost jump pews like my friend. <laughs> you know, in the Old Testament, David says, by my God, I can go against a whole entire troop. I can run over a wall. That's how I feel right now. And you can feel that way too. Altars are open. Let's praise the Lord Jesus.
God. Amen. What an awesome time of worship here at the end. Go ahead and sit down for just a little bit. Got a little testimony and then we're going to maybe go eat some lunch. Amen. Here you go, brother. Well, on here. Okay, I was talking about the Holy Spirit here about a month ago. I was pulled into Wayne City to get my drinks for the day, take my Mountain Dew and my bug juice over my little uh, granddaughter in Blueford, but pulled plumb into the parking lot of Wayne City. Said, no, go to Blueford. I don't know why. I didn't at the time, so I went to Blueford. Pulled in there at Market City there, and it's a package store, and they sell all that drug paraphernalia and everything. This little gal behind the counter, I'd got to know her. Can't tell you her name, but we'd got friendly with one another. And she was bothered. I said, well, what's the matter, hon? She said, I just feel, don't feel right about being in here, you know, amongst all this stuff. I said, well, that's God talking to you. And I said, actually, I said, that's the Holy Spirit talking to you. God, Jesus is up in heaven. That's what we got. And just as soon as that come out of my mouth, that girl shivered and she went shaking. I got goosebumps. We both started crying. Holy Spirit sent me over there. So you get that little call, you go listen to it. Good word, brother. Good word. You got to listen. We're going to go out of here. We're going to listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, you're not dismissed. You're sent. See you next week.